What's up, guys, and welcome back to this episode of Second Stringer Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Griffin Morrill, and I'm here with my guy, Najee. What's up, guys? Big Super Bowl Sunday weekend. we got a lot to unpack this episode. Probably going to focus the entirety of it, and then that will wrap up the uh, NFL season. And it was a wild one indeed, but initial thoughts. What are, what, what are some words that come to mind that to describe this game? I think it was one of the best Super Bowls in a while. Um, looking back, there's a couple that stand out to me. You know, obviously being from New England, the New England ones are not as exciting for me as other New Englanders <coughs> for, for various reasons. Yeah. But if you look at some of those games, and obviously the, the Atlanta game was, you know, one of the best Super Bowls. You know, Seattle, the Malcolm Butler interception. Um one of the best Super Bowls. The Rams one wasn't a very exciting game. Um, I think the one before that, we had Brady and the Bucks blowing out Mahomes with Mahomes just running about yeah, willy-nilly. That was, that was, was kind of That was bad. And then the, him, the year yeah. before that, obviously Mahomes. Uh, wait, was that the Mahomes one? Yeah, that was the Mahomes 49ers one. Game. And that was very similar to this that was game. Similar. Same thing, down 10. Yeah, down 10, big comeback. Um, and then obviously before that was Brady's last one, which was the uh, very boring Rams very boring. defensive battle versus the Patriots. Even last year's was, was pretty good, but I feel like in the past decade, so 2013 to, to now, I would definitely put it top two. I mean, one of my favorites was the uh, Baltimore Ravens 49ers from 2013. Yep, that was definitely a good game. That was one of my favorites, and that was you know the beginning of the de- of the decade, but. Um, no, definitely a, a great Super Bowl. Um, I know a lot of people are upset about that uh, call at the end. Yes, the call at the yeah. end. We'll definitely get into that, and we'll run through a bit of the summary on our thoughts throughout the game. But I think one thing we knew that this game could go one of two ways. Obviously, the high predicted score line, you know, 50.5, I believe, was the line. So I think 50.5, having that there, you know, obviously set it pretty, pretty high, and they – you know, hammered the over with 73 total points, you know, each team getting over 35 points. So I think that obviously shows, you know, the weapons and the caliber of, you know, star quality players that they have on each team. So I think looking at it, everyone played to pretty much their full potential. I mean, obviously, you look at Patrick Mahomes, he didn't throw for too many yards, but obviously still was able to get it done throughout the rest of the game. But I mean, running through it, I mean, first, Two drives, you know, opening drive for the Eagles, march down and score, no big issue. And, I mean, obviously we had, I think it was, that was the fourth and five when Jalen Hurts runs for 30 yards and yeah. pretty much sets up their score very easily. And then, obviously, the, the Chiefs answer back with an opening drive for themselves, scoring seven and, you know, Travis Kelsey giving them that stanky leg celebration. But I think from there on, it sort of mellowed out and all the hype and people sort of got into it and the defense has definitely stepped up. But I think uh, first half was obviously Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it was. And if it wasn't for that fumble by Hertz, this could have, have been back, a yeah. very, very different game. No, I mean, were they up 10 at that point when he fumbled? Yeah, they were up 10. So it was they had scored uh, their second touchdown and then they – I think they three and outed Mahomes, or it was something where obviously it was a yeah, turnover, turnover on downs, and then they punted, and then Hertz was I think he was at his like what was it like forty yard line, yeah. and they were just 
run a, a QB draw, and he was transitioning the ball from his left hand to his right hand, and unfortunately wasn't able to hold on to it. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, just how kind of perfect it was for the Chiefs, you know, to pick up and, you know, bring it to the house. It, it bounced perfectly, like, you know, we watched a clip beforehand, how, you know, Hurts dropped the ball and then kicked it perfectly like an onside kick, bounced, you know, perfectly into the hands of, you know, uh, Chief. You know, brought it right in. And that was, you know, instant offense because I think that sparked them back into the game. Not that, you know, they were playing poorly on offense, but they were they were down 10. And I'd say, you know, even after the outcome of the game, I still believe Jalen Hurts played better than Mahomes. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, if you look at the stats, yeah. if you look at how the game was handled. That was the only the only flaw. Yeah, that was, that was his only his downside. And I think because of that, you know, I think we're all kind of unsure how he'd perform, you know, in that situation because they had a pretty light uh, path to the Super Bowl, yeah. in, in my opinion. No, Besides no, no. the 49ers, but even the 49ers, it was third, fourth string quarterback situation. Of course, of course. And we're looking at them. I mean, this was only their fourth loss throughout the entire season. Two of those came when Hertz was not the quarterback, so people put an asterisk next to those. And then obviously their first loss of the season being the other one, which was the the commanders, which was like a big game. You know, there's a penalty late in the game. Could Hertz have driven back down the field for a comeback? There was a lot of like, oh, like. Yeah, mm. They had a lot of like close games. I remember the Green Bay game, we only lost them by one. Mm -hmm. There was without, definitely a lot of close Rogers, games. Exactly, so. there was a lot of close games. So I think there was some sort of, you know, fraudulency, you know, yeah. thoughts going about around this team. But I think after, you know, his performance against the Chiefs, because we've always, you know, viewed the Chiefs as a, as a top-tier team, mm -hmm. definitely their hardest opponent, you know, throughout their, their playoff path. Um, I think the Eagles are here to stay. I think they have that division for, for years to come. Obviously, Cowboys do Cowboy things. <laughs> uh, commanders... Commanders haven't no, really done solid. too much. I mean, they they're, have a good defense. Yeah, they're a solid you know. team. They're solid. They could be one of those teams that sneaks in. The Giants, I really think it was a fluke that they made it in. Um, but I think Eagles are here to stay, not only in the NFC East, but uh, but the NFC. I think they could be uh, the team to come out of the NFC if the 49ers don't get their quarterback situation if they don't figure that out then yeah. yeah i think the eagles are definitely one of the top teams for the nfc and we're going to see them around for a long time because obviously they have you know the the young core there that's able to build off of but uh going back to i think the first quarter really set the tone for how the eagles were going and they really came out running they were like oh we're here to prove you wrong like you guys were like saying like oh we had an easy schedule stuff like that so i mean also, one point that we didn't mention was right before their second score, the Chiefs nail the upright yeah. on a field goal attempt. So that also takes a little bit of momentum out of the Chiefs and, you know, you know, gets it going for the, the Eagles. You know, obviously, you know, you go back-to-back -back drives to start out. Eagles go three and out. Oh, you know, Chiefs march down the field. It's going to be, you know, another – got to battle back from now we're behind. Nope, they don't get right off the upright. They go back down and score. 
stop the Chiefs on defense. That was their big thing, that their defense was super strong. They were able to contain it, and then they were going to go for another touchdown, and all of a sudden we got you know, a tie game, 14 apiece. Yeah, I think, you know, that definitely comes into play. I feel like, you know, obviously we'll talk about it in a little bit, the uh, the big call in the game late late in the fourth. People forget about the Chief Smith, you know, field goal mm-hmm. and, you know, how big of an impact that plays, especially if you look at, you know, after the fumble recovery for a touchdown that they get, they even be, would, would have been tied at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows where the game goes from there. Um, obviously, it's hard to say, but, you know, at the end of the day, Eagle, both teams, you know, I, I'd say were, had an equal opportunity to win. They were very, you know, comparable. Um, and same thing with the 49ers a couple years ago. We can't forget they had a 10-point lead, and Mahomes, you know, dug the Chiefs out of that mm-hmm. hole. Not single-handedly, because obviously he has some... He definitely had the team effort and was able to build off of it, for sure. The, yeah, the weapons. Um, and I think we can get into that for the second half, because for the second half, it was really all, like, big plays, but not necessarily by Mahomes. Like, obviously, we're like, okay, Mahomes has to, you know, win this game. Mahomes and Kelsey are going to be the two stars. Mm-hmm. But it was the sort of unsung heroes that made those big plays. I mean, going into the half... You know, you're down 10. You obviously, you know, feel bad. You know, there's the missed field goal. You have the scoop and score, which is a big, you know, boost for the defense. But the offense only has seven points, only from their opening drive. And the last drive that they just had, Mahomes rolls his ankle. I mean, he's agonizing in pain. He's clearly not looking good. But, I mean, obviously, the extended halftime show gives him about 30 minutes of rest. And they they come out firing on all cylinders. I think... We look at it and we go, okay, Mahomes was really able to battle back. You know, he was always able to get the, you know, the three touchdowns, but only 182 yards. He was able to manage the game really well because of those guys that helped out. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco really came in and had a lot of key, you know, 15, 20-yard runs every now and again. And then, of course, we have, you know, Tony with a very big, yeah. very big, uh, what was it, the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Yeah. So I think that's – Obviously, goes to show how you know significant it was. But I mean, he went by pretty much half the team, yeah. juking through him, and then obviously, you know, it led to a, a score, which you know we were joking like, yeah. "Oh, this is just going to lead to three points" because yeah. he got so close and yeah. couldn't get it in. But obviously, I mean, it was a, a very easy in and out route, and then they scored. And he was and wide open, and then they ran the yeah. exact flip. And it was like Madden; you just hit you know a little audible yeah, and switch it yeah. to the other side of the screen. Yeah. But I think that's where we saw the sort of differences. We were thinking about, okay, like, oh, the Eagles' offense is so good. Their offensive line is really containing it. Like, they were, you know, creating big gaps for Gainwell and Scott to get through in the first half. And obviously Hurts is a very mobile quarterback. But in the, you know, in the second, there wasn't as much to be seen. I mean, obviously Hurts was able to run for, you know, 70 yards, but, in the second half, there wasn't anything really going on. And we look at their stats. I mean, they were held to under 50 yards. And just to add on that, like conversely, I think people thought the Eagles' D-line would have eaten up yeah. the Chiefs' O-line. Oh. And that we saw <laughs> that, that 
Eagles D line was severely overrated mm-hmm. throughout the season. People were like, you know, if there are X amount of pressures, I, I can't remember the figure. If there are X amount of pressures or sacks away from you know the eighty-five Bears, yeah. And at no point in time, stats or or no stats, would I would I compare them to that team? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they. Obviously, it's it's less difficult to to say exposed as opposed to like a, a receiver corner or receiver yeah. safety that that sort of thing, but I think they were exposed for not being as great as everyone kind of made them out to be throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, because that Chiefs O line, you know, protected Mahomes, you know, terrifically all, all game. Oh yeah, I mean that was the big thing was zero sacks. Obviously, in the first half, there was a lot of pressures, and they continued it up in the second half, but that was the thing. They did not get to him when he had the football, and obviously, you know, we talked about it earlier, the QB draw that led to a fumble. Obviously, there was good pressure on it by the Chiefs getting in through that offensive line, which they were able to continue to build on, but that was the big thing. It was whose line is going to hold up versus the opposing team's line the best, and I think, obviously, the Eagles' offensive line you know, was doing phenomenally throughout the entire season, doing a really great job, and they were able to, you know, continue to make holes for their running backs to get through. But I think we really saw something special from this Chiefs offensive line, not, you know, not letting anyone get to their quarterback, especially with an injury on the ankle. I mean, the only time he was taken down was when he was, you know, running out of the pocket trying to get more yards. Honest, you didn't, I, I really didn't see that. His ankle affected that much in the second half. Yeah, for someone that rolled it and was like screaming that, like limping, hopping off the field. I mean, he's mic'd up and they showed footage and he's literally just on the sideline screaming, they rolled it, I rolled it, and just, ah, like, that's all it is. We were joking at halftime. What do we say? He got the the famous three probably at halftime. Cortisone shot, Tylenol, and, uh, uh, Icy hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All three. All and three. Came he's out fine. Second yep, half and yep. he's fine. No, yeah, definitely. It was it was one of those evident performance. Like, okay, goes down with an injury, comes back, still leads him to get two touchdowns. Flashes of Paul Pierce, I might add. Oh. <laughs> Flashes of Paul Pierce. No, no, never. Um uh, and then is able to, you know, obviously bring them back from their deficit. March him down the field for, you know, the game-winning field goal, which obviously was able to get him, you know, Super Bowl MVP, which yeah. we knew if the Chiefs won, it was going to be between him or, you know, Kelsey. Obviously, your pick was Kelsey. I picked Mahomes. I think Kelsey obviously had himself a fair game, but we look at it. The star player of the game was obviously Jalen Hurts. It just it was, it was a shot in the dark. Yeah, exactly. You got you to gotta take it for whenever they hit. It's going to be quarterback That's, unless they, that, like, severely – Underperform with you know interceptions or that's I mean, the even thing even hurts th- with that fumble would have gotten it. No yeah, question. no no question at all. Like you still he still had two receivers each almost a hundred yards. You know rece- receiving they weren't going to do it on their own. So obviously it's one of those things where the stat line holds the weight. I mean he ran for three touchdowns. He was three hundred yards through the air on you know twenty seven of thirty eight. He was he was a shoe in for the Eagles clearly. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's so hard to differentiate. Okay, like, well, if you know Travis Kelsey has all these stats, it's because Mahomes yeah. is doing it, so it's hard. Now, 
we got to get to the end. So obviously, last drive, we have them get a field goal because Pacheco very smartly, very smartly at the like minute and what was it a minute and like thirty ish yeah. seconds slides down at the one takes that he could have gone in for you know his second score of the game you know whatever and then like oh yep we're and up then you run the risk and then you run the risk but he smartly dove down gave his t- team you know plenty of time to run off the clock take another couple knees and then trust in your kicker who missed one earlier to drive it through however that is only possible because of a penalty call that happened now you had some words about this during the game you did not think – you thought it was a very soft call. I did think it was a soft call, you know, watching it live. Um, and then also, you know, after, you know, in, in slow motion, you know, right after it happened. Mm-hmm. I go both ways because in in the heat <clears throat> of the moment, I was in the crowd of you can't make that call that late in the game. Yeah, under, under the two-minute warning – it's for the Super Bowl. They're and in the red zone. Move, he didn't move him that much. No, he didn't. But also, one piece that kind of changed my mind after the fact. Okay. The defender came out and said, "I, you it, know, I was holding. I was holding." Also, they would have called that three things. So the defender came out and said, it. "If he didn't mm-hmm. believe, you know, it wasn't a penalty, he wouldn't have come out and said it." Two. If that happened in any other quarter, they would have called it. Yep. So you can't limit it to. But it's because it's the penalty, timing of it. But if it's a penalty, you know, in the first quarter or the fourth, you have to call it equally. Mm-hmm. And then the third point would be the original route was not the one that he ran. The original route was an out route. Yep. And since he got twisted. That's why the ball, you know, when we were watching it live, I said that's an uncatchable ball that should negate it. Mm-hmm. The reason why Mahomes threw it was through, you know, that it was pretty much a throwaway. Yeah, Mahomes did it thro- as a throwaway, and it worked out in their favor. The original route was an out route, but s- since he got turned, Mahomes didn't have that time. You know, there's pressure; he, he threw it away. Um, I think because of that, if there was enough. Obviously, we'll, I don't think we'll ever find out the exact route or, or play or anything like that. But if there's enough effect for that to happen, um, I mean, I think looking back, it was the right call. Obviously, it's it's tough, especially if you're if you're an Eagles fan, because personally, I do think that's a, a soft call. But if they made, you know, there's a worse call earlier in the game, very similar with Juju that was not called. Mm-hmm. Um, It's yeah. one of those things where you're like, okay, I wish, I wish the ending had a little, like, it wasn't like potentially tarnished. I would say, yeah. because obviously the Eagles fans are gonna be like, eh, soft call, yeah. you know, they're gonna be hurt by it. I know if I was a Patriots fan, if I watched one of our cornerbacks, you know, tug a little bit, I would have been screaming at the TV. Yeah. And I think looking back at it, you're right. If you were to have that play on the first drive. You would have called it soft. You would have called it whatever it was, but it would have let it go, and it wouldn't have affected the rest of the game. Yeah. But because it was such a pinnacle point in the game to make it, you know, obviously a first down when it was a third down, you know, 
give them a new set in under the two minute warning so they can run the clock and then just kick it with under 10 seconds left, giving them no time for the Hail Mary. I think that's where all of this, you know, angst and, you know, anger is coming from. I also would like to clarify I was incorrect. It was McKinnon who did the slide. It was okay. not Pacheco. It was McKinnon. McKinnon hadn't scored in the game. Yeah. And I think this is a valid point. Um, someone said, like, oh, like, respect to McKinnon because he chose to sacrifice, like, that accomplishment that of scoring, you know, in the Super yeah. Bowl to better the chances for all of his teammates to get the, the ring. So it's, it was a selfless play for sure. Definitely respect that. But uh, I think that's consistent across the entire Chiefs organization from, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think Andy Reid outcoached. You know, that was another thing we talked about. We talked about the coaching matchups. And he, I mean, he'll outcoach anybody. You know, in recent years, I'll take him over. Majority you know, over, of. Over Belichick as well. He's, know, he's a, a hot take. But. It, it definitely is a hot take, especially coming from, uh, you know, a, a Boston crowd of people. Yeah, but um, it, it runs top down from him. I think he's just all about. You know, team effort, you know, being selfless. and For sure, you know, for it's sure. It's worked out, uh, you know, for them a couple times now, so. Well, I, I think I think it shows how much the, it meant for the team because they were all in this together, especially because they were considered, you know, down and out. And we all looked at it and we're like, okay, they lost Tyree Kill at the start of the season. Yeah. Like, okay, they're replacing him with mvs okay oh they're getting hardman okay yeah they got uh the juju's coming in oh yeah that's really gonna solve their problem like all capable wide receiver options but obviously not a tyreek hill so i think we definitely were hesitant yes it, it worked out very well i'm sure i'm sure they're very happy to you know be able to prove the naysayers wrong um but now into the uh would you like to go into the aftermath, or would you like to go to the halftime show first? Obviously, we can talk about both. Halftime. Halftime show. What did you think of the halftime show? I thought it was good. Um, you know, we were talking about some of our favorites in the past. Uh, Rihanna has never been one one of my personal favorites. Obviously, obviously, she has a lot of hits that are, mm-hmm. you know, considered classics to kind of our generation. Um, no, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, the levitating kind of plane. Yeah, those uh, those stages really cool. were really cool for sure. Kind of remind me of the Lady Gaga one from a couple years ago, mm-hmm. just how kind of different it was. Um, cool idea, cool concept, well executed. Didn't you couldn't really tell if it was you know lip synced or not. I think parts were. I think parts were not. Parts definitely were for sure. Uh, she definitely was coming in yeah. different points, but I mean that's. To yeah. be said. I mean, no, also, she went, easy. she's, you know, pregnant, moving yeah. around the stage like that, obviously, and making that her pregnancy announcement yeah. for a second child, obviously, is a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally agree. I think it was a really cool Super Bowl. I think the whole, you know, platform is really good. I think all the memes that have come out about it, you know, obviously, the, you know, the dancers and all their, like, all white costumes. You had her on the stages, people like reminiscing, be like, oh, it's like a Smash Bro tournament, making all those jokes. But I think it's definitely really cool. I think it's really funny, though. Uh, one of my professors brought it up was the fact that a lot of people she talked to were hating on it and like finding all these like issues with it. And she's like, well, why are we like finding issues with it? Like, 
but that's the thing is like in a couple of years you won't find those same issues she's like the same people that found the issues with this were the people that found the issues with like Shakira and JLo and we're like oh you're you're being too vulgar with your dance moves it's not yeah, and it's and not yet now they're be. like oh it was a great performance and it's like they're doing this for free they're coming on performing like it's not supposed to be like one of their concerts exactly it's like a last minute like privilege or honor that they've been asked to do yeah, a lot of people wanted they've been know. asked to do a 30 minute show which isn't exactly a lot because you obviously want to you know, provide all of your top hits, some of your faves for the fans, and you don't want to just be doing some like lame performance. So obviously, yeah. it's hard to do that when you only have so much time to prepare. But obviously, she was able to do a really good job. I think the overall presentation, the show, nothing like too crazy. No special guest was obviously a very interesting call yeah. considering last year there was like so many. Yeah. But I think it was a good way to you know differentiate herself. Yeah, they also like to to follow up on that couple of the songs like all the lights i was not expecting yeah some expected of her Kanye her features to, to stuff you were like waiting uh, for them to come out yeah i think i think it was a really well uh received show and not to mention that very anticipated she teased it on instagram a little bit obviously you know she made some merch with her you know her collaboration with her company so obviously she was hyping it up and it worked because there was a stat and almost nearly 6 million more people tuned in for just the halftime show. So, I mean, clearly she was, you know, people were ready for Rihanna. Yeah, for sure. But people were not ready for the aftermath of what was going to happen. Uh, I still will, I will say my funniest uh, quote from the post-game interview was, (laughs) was Melvin Gordon on the difference between Chiefs and previous NFL teams. He said, the difference is I didn't do shit. I got carried, baby. He knew it. He was fine with it. But, yeah. hey, he got himself a ring, he and did. he's happy. No, he's put in a lot of time and effort into the league. Yeah. Um, he's he's a very talented back. So fair dues to him to, you know, get in there and do it. Chase. Exactly. Like, not? everyone does it now and again. I think this whole idea is – it's when the top guys, you know, join the bad teams. But it's like, oh, the Chiefs, it's yeah. fine. But uh, it was not a KD situation. No, it was not a KD situation. Uh, but the the biggest sort of controversy, not the call itself, has come from the man that the call was about, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Obviously, Super Bowl was this past Sunday. And we are recording this today on Wednesday the 15th, which means yesterday was Valentine's Day. So uh, Juju, being the the very nice man, you know, that he is. Yes, the troll, the social media boy himself. um, He decided to post a a tweet. Nothing crazy, you know, just a, a simple edit of a Valentine's Day. And it's... This is the caption. It's Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a heart emoji. And then it has a nice little red background. It says, to and from. And the tagline of it it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. And then there is a picture of a certain someone (laughs) who was holding him in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, 
I guess we're used to him just being a troll kind of on TikTok. He's kind of fits the uh, the Mahomes family perfectly. Um, but I don't know. I mean, was there anything leading up to it? I don't think there was anything leading up if to it. If there's something leading up to it, I would I would, it. I would like to know if there was anything. But here's the thing. I don't think Bradbury, the player in question, has responded in any way. His teammates have and showing that they have his back. But, I mean, like, the only connection to Bradbury this post has is obviously the con- the, the mention of him yeah. and his, like, team photo image. Yeah. Like, that's all that's been involved. But it's very uh, very on par for Juju's character. Obviously, you know, the TikTok <laughs> dancing on all the logos, branded him as social media TikTok dancer when they were, you know, losing every game. Not taking it seriously, and obviously he got his second chance in in, in uh, Kansas City, and that clearly. Uh, and he, I mean, he, he didn't, didn't do a whole. He didn't lot. do a whole lot. No, so he, he definitely. He, let's let's. Look. You have to uh, put up a little bit more stats for you to make a, a post like that. Um, yeah, you you need to like you need to go off for a little. bit. I mean, to be fair, he had, he had you know seven catches and fifty three yards in the Super Bowl, which you know obviously like that's a respectful amount. Yeah. Um. But if you look at the entire regular season, he had, you know, under a thousand yards. He had, you know, only three touchdowns, and this is including the playoffs. I saw something funny. It was like, how many TikTok dances this year versus how many touchdowns this year? It was like three. You just said three touchdowns. I think it's like nine. Nine TikToks. So, <laughs> one to three ratio. Yeah. I think it's definitely down than last year, I can tell you that much. Uh, but coming to uh, the cornerback, uh, James Bradbury's response, we had uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson responding with, uh, I got more interceptions than Bruh had touchdowns. Maybe I need to change to wide receiver with the like smiling, crying emoji and then the crying, laughing emoji, which obviously was uh, very funny because... It's true. If you look at Juju's stats, it's uh, he he he. I mean, he had only he only had two games in double digit catches. He only had one two games where he had seven catches or more. I mean, he he definitely wasn't exactly the star wide receiver that you know we. No, and I never was the the biggest fan of his. I know when he kind of. Had his breakout year as like the the second option behind Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously had Big Ben as his quarterback. Yep. I never thought he was like. I said he's a really really good number two guy, and like a terrific number three guy. I was yeah. Like, I never yeah. thought he'd be a number one. No, and because I, how and much? I don't think he, he how is. much does Antonio draw? A lot. How more? How much did he draw? A lot. So so when all the pressure was off of him. So exactly. So I mean, you put other guys in that situation, you know, not to get back into the Packers, but <laughs> Devont same situation. Devontae mm-hmm. brought you know a lot of defenders, and other guys were able to kind of make a name for themselves. You look at Lazard, undrafted. You know, yeah, he does a lot of things like that most receivers don't. He's one of the best blocking receivers. But mm-hmm. you look at, you know, the attention that Devontae drew, you know, that's one of the reasons MVS, you know, made his way to Kansas City because 
he he did so well, you know, in that system. Yeah, he did very well in that system. Not so well in the Super Bowl, no, but I mean, zero, zero, zero catches. catches. I mean, you you mentioned he wasn't that guy when they threw the uh, the, the off shoulder. Thing, yeah. But I mean, he he definitely had a uh, a good a good you know opening season in Kansas City. Obviously, you know, you gotta get that chemistry down, but. Kelsey's their their wide receiver one. You know, yeah. he's a tight end, but he's their wide receiver one. It runs through him. Yeah. And it it works. Yeah. It, everyone knew where it was going and it still and it would still go to him and he would still make it work. So I think that shows to the character of his skill set. Uh but reverting back just a little bit, because I obviously wanna do mention uh the the second response that was made uh was <laughs> uh A.J. Brown, obviously, uh, had a touchdown in the Super Bowl, played phenomenally well. Had, you yeah. know, I think it was seven receptions, 90 yards. Yep, that is correct. That is what I'm reading. And, obviously, his first year in Philadelphia was able to come from Tennessee, play phenomenally, yeah. pair up with Hertz and Smith, and just play really well. So, in a class act, I think he responds very nicely to him, obviously, uh, digging at Juju a little bit, but obviously, you know, remaining as respectful as you can be because it's hard to toe that line, especially when you're dealing with someone like Juju, but he responds with, first of all, congratulations, which, good. Great way to start it, AJ. Uh, Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal TikTok boy. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you, you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. And then he threw in some like congratulatory emojis and some like beer glasses clinking and stuff like that. I mean, AJ Brown is a far. I've always been a fan of his, you know, especially in his Tennessee days. I still don't really understand how Tennessee let him go, but um, he he's enough, you know. A class of his own compared to, to Juju. I've never considered them remotely, you know, close in terms of not only performance but just demeanor, how they carry themselves, how they integrate themselves into their team, and you know, our leaders. Juju has never been, you know, you saw. You know, Pittsburgh has that mentality of, you know, with Mike Tomlin, everyone's accountable, mm-hmm. and winning is the only thing that matters. And, you know, that's why Mike Tomlin and, and Juju just did not get along. Because did not get along. winning was not a priority for him. No, and having fun and dancing was clearly a priority for him. Game. Yep. So, no, A.J. A. Brown is, you know, like you said, it was, it was well put, you know, congratulatory in the beginning. And then just cold, hard fact yeah. in the middle. Yeah, and then fact, wrapping yeah, it up yeah. With yeah. A congratulations banter, sandwich. Yeah. Congratulations at the beginning. Congratulations at the end. And the sarcastic and then banter. The sarcastic banter yeah. throughout yeah. the middle saying like, oh, yeah. TikTok boy. Obviously the comments are, you know, back and forth depending on who you're supporting. You got the guys going, oh, this is a class act. Like, yeah. oh, like imagine being schooled and called TikTok boy by a better player. And you also got like, oh, well, who got the ring out of the one year deal? Like, Yes, Juju got the ring. Obviously, it's one of the, but it's one of those things. Not where, like, because of him. It's one of and those. I think honest. 
He's in a similar situation as Melvin Gordon. That's what Melvin I was going to say. Melvin Gordon was honest not, about yeah. it. Like, if Melvin Gordon was like, yeah, like, I'm a champion. Like, if he was going crazy and all that, like. And he probably did go crazy. Yeah, go but crazy, but, like, be humble about it. Be he respectful. Had a ter- like, he had a way, way, I mean, if, I don't know how many years he has left. I mean, I don't know why he he would, I don't know how long the, his current deal is on, mm-hmm. but. You know, if he retired today, he had a he had a really good career. Obviously, the the Super Bowl was not in his prime. He wasn't a big piece yeah, yeah. in that. But you look at, you know, I'd say his prime was Chargers. Yeah, I think he was definitely probably in his um, probably in his prime there. He had what a couple of years in Denver. Yeah, he had. Um, let's see. If we can try and I don't want just I want all time stats. But yeah, looking at this, obviously, like he only had a handful of, you know, yards throughout the season. Let's see if I can get a full regular season. I got, yeah, ninety attempts, three hundred eighteen yards, and two touchdowns. So yeah, clearly, obviously, he wasn't a uh, number one and back. One less touchdown than Juju. Yes, uh, one l- one less touchdown than Juju on. Uh, how many more snaps did Juju get? Oh, probably a fair number of them. I mean, I'd he, say close to four times. Yeah, close to four times. I mean, if you're thinking about it, if Juju got, I think it was like, in the 80s range of catches. If I was looking at the stats right, I mean, for him to get that, that means that you know, obviously. Travis probably on the field, but still Travis gets the catches most often than not. So I'd say you're looking at at least triple the amount of yeah. you know snaps for for Juju than Melvin, and obviously the two of them took it a completely different way. And it it it, it is annoying to see because obviously you know you got you people that don't really care for Juju, or you don't want to you know see your you know players go at it like that, especially so soon. It's yeah. You know, Sunday to Tuesday, it was, it was a quick turnaround for Juju. He d- he didn't even uh, have enough time to really think about it. He just he clearly went for it. I, I just I don't know. I just don't know what he thinks sometimes. Like, does he honestly believe that he was a big factor in them winning the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Or all year. I don't think he. I don't think he can. But I think deep down, no, I think I, he does. I think he believes like, yeah, I'm number I'm I'm one receiver on this team. <laughs> he 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 definitely thinks he's a receiver, but we 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 will not know who. Uh but yeah, the the Super Bowl was definitely entertaining. Uh to wrap up real quickly, I did see a post from uh, ESPN and I wanted to get your take on it. Sure. Uh I don't know if you saw this, but it was uh ESPN, it was ideal fantasy football landing spots players that can be on new teams next season okay we got lamar jackson where would you like to see him or where do you think he could fit well i think he's gonna stay in baltimore you think he's gonna stay i also think if he's they gonna don't stay. pay him they should pay him they should pay they him. should pay him even if he had a bad year pay him he was injured let him recover pay him i don't think if you're injured i don't think that constitutes a bad year. exactly like imagine having a solidly good I year compared to most people and still being injured. But if I had to choose a spot, imagine him on Indy. On Indy. Him and Jonathan Taylor. Him, Jonathan Taylor, Pittman. Could be a squad. The ESPN has him in at Atlanta. Uh, Indy's a way better. Spot. I don't. I don't see. I I get Atlanta because I'm like okay. Then you have him. And Pitts, and then. But I, I 
Baltimore is the, probably the best. Obviously, Indy would be a better well-rounded, but you look at Baltimore, his connection with Mark Andrews. Oh, him and Mark Andrews are, are buddy-buddy. Uh, those two Their defense are, is always good. They're well-coached. Um, no, yeah, I would, I, would, I would make the motion for get your money, stay in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I got DeAndre Hopkins. Hot take. If Rodgers stays, I think he's signing like a two-year deal with the Packers. If Rodgers stays. Yeah. Okay, let's say Rodgers is gone because, you know, we got his, you know, four-day uh, <laughs> trip. Yeah, darkness <laughs> retreat or whatever. Yeah. Um, Who knows what he's coming back to. I'm thinking. I don't see him staying in Arizona. I, I don't see him in Arizona. They did not play well this season. They did not do well. Obviously, there's a lot of issues surrounding. They got a new coach. They got a new coach. There's a lot of speculation and problems in the past with Kyler Murray and his yeah. seriousness around this. Obviously, they paid him a big max deal, and then they're like, oh, you need to do watch your homework film. and watch uh, film. Like You can't just, uh, can't just play football and play video games. Realistically, D Hop. Yep. It just depends on what his mentality is at this point. Mm -hmm. Because I'd like to believe he's still in his prime physically. Yeah, but mentally, it's a long shot. I could see him somehow ending up on the Patriots some way. Okay, so that's the thing. Obviously, before seeing this post, I've seen some speculation around that, and obviously, I'd love for that. Obviously, they put the same clip all the time when they when the Patriots played Arizona, and Bill talks to him like. Oh geez, you mean the head coach talked to their star wide receiver? No way! Like that, that happens yeah. in football, guys. Um, but obviously, I'd love for that to happen. I think the big issue is because I think there's speculation. Yeah. Uh, on this list, they do throw out Jacoby Myers and moving him somewhere, and I'll let you speculate on that because obviously he's sort of our number one guy, and if we don't really have a true number one. Like obviously Jacoby had a breakout year, but like there's one missing piece though. What is that? Who is the uh, offensive coordinator of the Patriots? Oh, isn't it Bill? Ah. I don't see that working out. Ah, former Houston guy. The dude that absolutely obliterated the Houston Texans. Yeah. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. I haven't thought about that. The college. I haven't think about that since he. Oh wow. Okay. Bye bye, Patriots. Um. ESPN has them in Los Angeles Rams. They just place the Rams for every like agent. <laughs> um, That's also the thing. I'm like, I'm thinking about I'm like, okay, they have Cooper Cup. I could see him go to like, the Chargers more than the Rams. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Chargers wouldn't wouldn't take him because they have you know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So that would be a deadly trio. That would well, be a deadly trio. I, I mean, if you want to stay in that division. Or the area, yeah. Seattle could be a big, big Seattle. Team. Him and DK, even him, DK and Lockett. That's another trio. It's very good. But All it's right, lo- it's a lot more low key. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, for sure. All right, uh, I mentioned it. Jacoby Myers. I would yeah. love to see him return. Yeah. I don't. I've never really heard a lot of this until now, but they have met Kansas City Chiefs. I think that would be a good pairing. Yeah, he's a good Juju. he's a good wide receiver. Obviously, you know, get that one year contract <laughs> idiot okay, out of there. Oh, uh, we got Tony Pollard, the oh, backup, Dallas. aka RB one for Dallas. He's not going anywhere. 
He's not going Jerry anywhere. Love, Jerry loves him. Jerry loves him, but ESPN doesn't think enough, apparently, and they put him in uh, the Carolina Panthers, which obviously makes sense because you got to replace Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I think I think it's clear that Pollard's taken over Zeke's spot. I think maybe like a well, year Zeke or two. Uh, yeah, I think a year or two ago, maybe the notion for getting Pollard is different. But obviously the pieces have aligned differently now. There's something like franchises just amaze me. Like obviously my own franchise like rubs me the wrong way a lot. <laughs> but I'm like fortunate like compared to some other franchises. You look at like Carolina. I mean Wow, they've had star after star, and they just get rid of them they all. They just get rid of them all. Same thing, Houston. Do we see Houston being relevant for the next 10 years? I don't. Uh, um, unless they have 10 amazing draft classes, or they do something it. where it's like the Jaguars, and they draft like three of the right pieces, and all their young guys have breakout years. It's, it's crazy. Uh, how about who else on the list? Oh, uh, well, let's see. Hold on. I got... The Aaron Rodgers. I got... Well, I, I was saving him. I got... I got two. We'll do. I got two more that I feel like are worthwhile. There's another one, but I don't really care about them. The only two I care about are both Packers. We got Aaron Jones. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Well, no, he's staying. He's staying. You think he's staying? No, they just had him on uh, Skip and Shannon for the uh, the pre Super Bowl, and he was all decked out. He was all decked out. Packers. Um, no, he he loves it. He's he's the kind of guy that likes a quiet environment, mm-hmm. just kind of go to work, and there's no better place than Green Bay. There's nothing going nothing on. Nothing going on. You get out of your apartment, go to Lambeau. Play some football, go back to your apartment. You know, Fair enough. Okay, well, with that, that in mind, clearly ESPN is just thinking, like, oh, this would be a sick matchup and not actually what would work best. But they have them in a very noisy place and team in the, Cowboys. In the Miami Dolphins. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. I mean, now you're speaking for all Green Bay. He, no. He, he grew up uh, a Cowboy fan because he grew up in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they asked him, would you ever be a Cowboy? And he was like, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so if he's not in that environment. He's you know, not going to this environment? No, I was no, thinking about it. He actually he has some emotional, you know, attachment to the Cowboy organization. Mm-hmm. He said no to that. And he said no to that. So obviously so he's going to remain strong. Fair enough, fair enough. I think, I think obviously, wow. He's would it be a, 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 a nice thing to look yeah. at and crazy team that would be formed, but I don't see it happening. He's not a free agent. Would that just be a trade? I they just said ideal landing spot. So some of them are free agents, some of them are trades. Like but yeah, that's also the thing. Is like I don't know if there'd be a trade package yeah. for him. But yeah, uh, Kyrie. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> can't wait to unpack that <laughs> next week. Um, yeah. So Aaron Rodgers. What do you got, Aaron Rodgers going to? I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. My ideal like situation for him is just. One more year, uh-huh. I, he'd have to rework his contract, but he's, as of now he has two years left. So rework it to one guaranteed year and then retire. Stick to that because that gives the Packers uh, stability and certainty. They know what they're doing. And Jordan Love certainty. That he, because I have faith in Jordan yeah, Love. Yeah, because then you're like, you're, if you're Jordan Love, you're like, okay, I got to go one year. I can work on my skills, train under Rodgers, and then move into because the league. I think he's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, better than most quarterbacks in the league. I mean, um, you never know. We saw Mr. Irrelevant come onto the field and really show up, so he definitely could. Uh, do you have a guess at where ESPN put Rodgers? They Rogers? definitely have him, like uh, Las Vegas. 
Mm. Um, is that correct? No, no. Uh, no but I, I, I do see what you're thinking. Devonte tweeted. Did you see that tweet? I did see that tweet. Um, which would you just be stupid? Devonte messed up. He should never left. He should never left. Yeah, well, let's and now he wants well, Rodgers. Let, let's the speak Raiders. about it. Derek Carr has been released. So. And it was the day before his $40 million option would be extended. So imagine losing out on that. That's tough. But then again, Derek Carr, I wish you the best, pal. I don't know where you're going to end up. He got screwed. But he I definitely mean, did get screwed. He's never been a top-tier guy. He's never been a top-tier Devo- guy. Honest, Devontae screwed it up. Devontae definitely screwed it up. But I think Derek Carr still d- deserves to be on a team at the start of this next upcoming season. I saw something Panthers. Panthers? Yeah, I, yeah, I think oh, – that organization, bro. How many quarterbacks have they been through in the past two seasons? Like seven? It's looking like it's the Browns, but the Browns have at least done it over multiple years. But no, the Panthers are just like, oh, we'll have uh, Darnold. We'll have Baker. Oh, you know what? Any free agent will yeah. trade for you. And the Browns are just like, yeah, we'll hire uh, Bill Cosby as our quarterback. Yep, yep. There you go. Uh, Aaron, I'm trying to think. Aaron Rodgers. Where do they have? Um, they have him in the AFC. I'll give you that much. He is, he's left the NFC. Yes. You got it. Yeah. How'd you get that? You just been everywhere. You just knew it. You just knew it's it. Been everywhere, bro. I feel like ESPN sometimes just picks either the most outlandish takes or the ones that are just most popular and well known, so that way everyone's yeah, like, "Oh, Jets." I, no, uh, no, I don't know. I'd want to go to the AFC. Um, way, way, way too loaded. I mean, I think his biggest competitor in the NFC. You know, obviously Brady's gone now. For now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the Eagles and, and Jalen Hurts, and that that's a much easier path than Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Lamar if he stays. Tua's you know pretty Tua's good. coming up for sure. So no, yeah, yeah you, you look at the uh, the AFC; it's a, a much bigger challenge. Way harder. I I still think like whoever comes out of the AF- NFC. It's pretty much you look at it on paper right now. Very early on, you're like, okay, you got the Eagles, you got the 49ers, and I don't really know who would be able to compete yeah. with the AFC. Cowboys, just because. Well, you, you gotta say it. Record. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, oh, we're not gonna be good. But uh, no, definitely Jets. No. Um, I I don't see it. If Tennessee had weapons, I, I'd like to see him go there. I think that would be where he can go, where his home is. Yeah, him, Derrick Henry. And obviously they lost AJ Brown, Julio. That year I really like last year. I wanted him. If you he wanted to move to leave, then if he if he were to leave, I would have wanted him to go there. But now that it's it, his time has passed, sort of you know. Well, they lost all their pieces. He's not going into a better situation. He has a good. He has two good backs in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Receivers is going to be an issue because Watson's going to be good. Dobbs still needs a lot of growth. Um, he has the athleticism, but just I don't know if he's the brightest guy, you know, in terms of routes and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. Watson is going to be really good. Um, but we just need a piece. I mean, if he stayed, and you'd get that piece and get D Hop. I mean, we're right there because our defense had strides this year. Yeah, but if you can maintain your defense, then that that's the big. Where, where will Mac Jones end up? Will he remain a? Oh Patriot? my God, I have no, I have no clue right now. I'm like. I got I. It's so funny because I meet some people and like obviously I know a lot of Patriots fans growing up and like most of my like family friends and all that like everyone is so flip flopped. I got some people that are like Bailey Zappi. He's the next guy. He's coming in and I'm like, 
Is he though? I'm in that crowd. And then I got and then I got uh, Mac Jones people that are like, oh, he had a rough year. Like give him a good offensive coordinator. And I'm like, is it is it the coordinator and the staffing or is it same the same coordinator and Zappy won won how many games? Yeah, exactly. So that that's the thing is uh, right now I'm going with the mentality of I think they're gonna start Mac depending on how preseason goes so like as of this moment right now on february 15th mac jones is starting leading into preseason it could change but going into that the job i think is very much up for grabs with mac having like a 60 40 maybe 70 30 sort of upper hand and he needs to prove it this season otherwise it is i think he might be gone i mean like from the league Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a bold take. I just think, like, I think he's a smart kid. I think, you know, he's pretty tough, you know, physically. Um, my biggest thing with him, he cannot throw the ball with, like, power. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's, like, only, like, soft. Well, yeah, for deep balls, yeah. I mean, that's that's how you have to throw them. But uh-huh. short slants and short stuff slants, like that. Short slants, got to whip it in there. You got to whip it in there. And he's throwing, like, half-ass, like, balls that easily picked off mm-hmm. against the right defender. And also, it's weird for a receiver running a slant to get that kind of softball, not expecting it, tipped-up pick. Yeah. Uh, where Zappi... I don't know. He came in with like he came with in with pep. some some gusto. He, he was did. he was ready. You know, he, I like he, his he, throw motion. He was like, I knew I had limited time, so I'm gonna make a, a, a move here and now. I don't have a lot of time to showcase it. I liked his his throw motion as a whole. I think he can really spin it. Obviously, he's smaller than, than uh-huh. Mac Jones significantly, and that's kind of an issue. Like with guys like Kyler. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a big Mac Jones guy. I just don't think you can win with him. Well, we'll, we'll have to see how it progresses. Hopefully we'll there's some a little bit of off-season rumors. Maybe, you know, when the trades start happening and free agents start getting signed, we can see what sort of team they're building around him because you never know what's going to end Derek up happening. Derek Carr to the Patriots? Derek Carr. No, please don't do that. Please don't do that. That would be an upgrade. It would be. Eh, but no, then definitely it would, an But upgrade. then it would just, it would just that be. That team would go to the playoffs. It could. You wouldn't go far, but it'd be, <laughs> you would, it would be better than missing the we playoffs. Would, we would we would go to the playoffs and then lose and then leave in the first round. Hey, but then again, as of home. right as of right now, when are, when aren't we just leaving the first round? When you got Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, and Herbert and Jackson and all these other potential, you know, QBs coming in hot. So I don't know. I think we need to develop the young guys. I don't really want to see a trade for a QB because obviously in recent years we've seen a couple trades for QBs not work out so well. We've seen some that have worked out really well. Cam. Yeah, we Cam obviously didn't work well. We saw Russ. That was the roughest. That was the bad. That was bad. Season. That was painful to watch. It was painful. Also, peak COVID, so obviously we can throw that little asterisk in there, but it's not going to be as much. But, uh, yeah, that was our that was, that was a tough, tough year. Uh, But thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Second Circuit Sports Podcast. Next time, we're going to be running through the trade deadline for the NBA. Obviously, it happened a little while ago, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't record before the trade deadline because if we did, we would have missed about half of the trades that happened on deadline day on that Thursday. And wow, we got some uh, big names like Kyrie, Kevin Durant moving about the league. So we're going to have to share our thoughts on that and where the NBA leads going into the all-star break. 
But uh, thanks again, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you guys.